Hey guys, welcome back to the Playmakers Podcast. Excited to have you along with us. This is your host, Alex. Hey, and this is Phil with you too. Hey guys. Well, definitely a lot to unload, especially for this last weekend in the NFL. What a great weekend we just had. Honestly, probably the best weekend of playoffs, at least that I've ever seen. Such crazy games, crazy plays. Really, really cool. But before we start, I do have a really, really, really stupid joke. But I think it's kind of funny. It got more likes than dislikes, so that means it's not too bad. Not by much, though. It's actually pretty close to being even. Uh, it says, how do you make New York Jets cookies? How? You put them in a bowl and beat them for three hours. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's so sad. I've heard worse. Oh, yeah. The joke like to dislike ratio is like three to two. Not too bad, but not great. Not great. Yeah, I've no, heard worse. Not great, but uh, okay. I feel better now. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Well, let's talk about this last weekend we just had. Um, I don't know. Like Cincinnati and Tennessee. First game that we started off with, I mean, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that one? More than anything, how about Ryan Tannehill getting exposed? Looking like he's playing for the Dolphins again. Yeah, he definitely looked like a Dolphin out there again. But, shout out to the Bengals, dude. They have been, I mean, who? I think it was Sports Illustrated. They had predicted they were going to finish with like two wins this season. Oh, boy. Now they're two wins from a Super Bowl yeah, victory. Yeah, I was going to say, now they got two wins in the playoffs. And they hadn't had a playoff win in, what, 31 years? What was that? They haven't had a playoff win since before the first text was sent. <sighs> Dang. Now they're like one out of four teams left. That's crazy. It's extru- that, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, first of all, shout out to Joe Burrow. I mean, no Dude, one expected this well, quick of a turnaround. Here's the thing. That, what I... See, I thought if if uh, Derrick Henry played, I said this last week. If Derrick Henry plays, they win. I thought the Cincinnati would for sure win if Derrick Henry did not play. I guess I forgot that Ryan Tannehill was trash. So, I will say this: valiant effort on the part of the Titans' defense. I mean, oh, nine. Yeah. Sa- it's really oh, hard yeah. to lose when your defense gets nine sacks. Yep, and it's hard to win when you've been sacked nine times. I think it was like. Tied or the record for most sacks in a playoff game? Yeah, tied for the most sacks in a playoff game, Dude, that's which not... is insane. Yeah, that's crazy. That's uh, all the more reason why I say Ryan Tannehill is trash. I've always thought he's been a little overrated just because Derrick Henry literally can probably physically carry that team. But also, like, you know, metaphorically, he carries that, that team. Like, Well, not even wins. metaphorically. Well, I mean, like, physically, he's a tank. He could probably carry, physically, literally carry that whole team. But yeah, like as the wins go, he definitely like carried the teams to wins. But Ryan I mean, at the end of the, the day, league. the Bengals they took what was ahead of them. They were given the win on a platter, so they took it, and now they're they headed off to Kansas City. Well, and like I said before, I think Cincinnati's defense is also very underrated. I mean, they kind of, you know, Derrick Henry didn't play awful at all, but they still kind of held them in check. I mean, that nine, 16 points is not a high scoring game. No, nineteen to sixteen, very low That's, scoring. Yeah. So, I mean, and Cincinnati, it's not just Joe Burrow, right? He's got Joe Mixon. He's got uh, T. Higgins. He's got Jam- uh, Jamar Chase. He's got Tyler Boyd. He's got C.J. Uzoma, too. Mm-hmm. Dude, they've got a great team, honestly. And they beat the Chiefs not that long ago. True. That was also in Cincinnati, though. And they had, That's like, true. 10 plays on the goal line. 
Dude, I, I mean, when you're going against uh, Chiefs, you, you can't try and outscore them. It's true. You have to do like some kind of time management. You have to do clockwork. You have to play the clock more than – because you're not going to win in a shootout with Mahomes. Bills and Chiefs game kind of just proved that, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. That's true. <laughs> now on to what I thought was the most disappointing game of the weekend. Not necessarily – I mean, let me – let me preface this by saying the 49ers defense put on a clinic against Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. But from a Packers perspective, it was disappointing. You, you scored 10 points, and you got seven of those points on your first drive, you which what, means for the next three and a half quarters, you got a field goal to show for the rest of your efforts. You know what I think is kind of funny? Remember when uh, Aaron Rodgers talked about how he owns the, uh, the Bears? He forgot about the Niners. Yeah, they he, own him in the playoffs. They one hundred percent own him in the playoffs. And to be fair, that's not a very good comparison. I mean, it's the Bears we're talking about. We're talking about the double doinks here. No, but I feel like you expect the Niners to lose just as much as you'd expect the Bears to lose, and against the bank, against the Packers, especially this season. You would think so, but With this Jimmy, Niners team has been very resilient. Look, their defense is what kind of carries them. Their defense, this. oh, one hundred percent, and Debo, Debo Samuel does. He Kinda does everything. He does everything. I honestly think they could just put him at quarterback. Essentially, Jimmy G just has to not turn over the ball. Mm-hmm. That's literally all he has to do. Well, I mean, literally when they played against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple years ago, Ryan or not Ryan Tannehill, Tyron Matthew literally said, "Thank goodness they stopped running the ball." They weren't afraid of Jimmy. No one's afraid of Jimmy G. Nobody. No. They just have and they and they have Elijah Mitchell, who is a great running back. He's a like a small power back, he can get it done. He need a few yards, just give it to him. He's gonna do it. Or Debo Samuel is also a running back for that team. <laughs> like honestly, he's a receiver, but like he plays running back like what twenty percent of the snaps. Like that's that's crazy. That's really crazy that he can come in about twenty percent of those run plays. But um, I don't know. I <clears throat> as much as I was really, really, really kind of hoping for a Green Bay and uh, Chiefs Super Bowl. I'm really kind of happy the Niners won this one because I I'm, I've been a fan of the Niners for a little while, but like Aaron Rodgers just did not look good. He didn't play well. No. But at the end of the day, I think it was more of a. It's it, more of what the Niners defense did than what the Packers offense did. Well, do. and more specifically, it was the special teams. Yeah, um, ten men on the field for the last play of the game. Big mm-hmm. fail. Not to mention a blocked field goal at the end of the half after well, Aaron Jones block, took it 75. Well, a blocked punt was like the only touchdown by the Niners. So there was a blocked punt, a blocked field goal. There was also, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so you had the blocked punt, you had the blocked field goal, and then the 10 men on the field for the last play of the game. Yeah, that was a, yeah. I remember looking at that. I'm like, what? Why would you not? Like, I don't know. That was, that was Altogether, Green Bay's or special teams? Yes, they screwed up, and mightily, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I can't put it all on the special teams. You have to put a lot of it on the offense and a huge portion on the Niners' defense for just playing an outstanding well, game. Well, you got to put a lot on Aaron Rodgers, too. Granted, it like wasn't necessarily his fault, but a big part of it was, especially when you make that much noise in the offseason, talking about how you want to leave or maybe not leave, maybe I'm going to retire, maybe... T- Literally just do Jeopardy. Like, I don't know. This man, like, literally was just not caring. And then it kind of showed in that first game. And then all of a sudden he wins out the rest, basically the rest of the season. I mean, that was one of the 
I mean, that was a horrible loss for Aaron Rodgers. Probably one of the worst, if not the worst, of his career. It's like, pretty towards bad. his legacy, at least. Like, the, towards what he stands for. And All of his does. losses to the Niners in the playoffs have been rough. Yeah, and honestly, that's... Yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, let's move on. Um, the Rams at Tampa Bay. First of all, I picked the Rams, and I was rooting for them the whole game. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> I was more than nervous when the game was tied. I was probably freaking out internally. Oh, I was sitting on the edge of my seat, dude, right on the edge of my couch. I was, I was hyped up watching that game. I will say this. I think one of the biggest reasons, or not, well, obviously this one's a pretty obvious one, but here's an interesting take. I think if the Buccaneers had Tristan Wirfs on the right side, I think they win this game. Dude, because that right tackle side was a huge problem for the Bucks all game, whether it was like Von Miller, Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, any of those guys, they were absolutely just havoc, creating havoc, creating chaos on well, that side. Well, dude, give them Chris Godwin back. That game's different. Like... You put Antonio Brown back, it's in a well, different game. screw that guy. No one cares about Antonio Brown anymore. He's such a toxic player, dude. I mean, if he would, you're right. If he was playing, I mean, especially if Godwin and Antonio Brown are playing, I don't think the Rams won that game. The Rams almost gave it up. I, as much as I really like to see Matthew Stafford succeeding right now, it's just weird not having Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady like in this champion these championship games coming up. But but it's refreshing. No, it is one hundred percent. But do the Rams really really deserve this? Like after almost giving up a huge lead. At the end of the day, it's better for them to give up a twenty seven to three lead and then win it than give it up and lose. I think maybe the only reason why they kind of do deserve it is because of that last play. Well, not like the second to last play where Matthew Stafford threw it to Cooper Cup and and got in range because. I mean, you have to close the game. You do. Granted, you almost literally just handed it to Tom Brady on a silver platter. Like, oh, you know what? How about you have another, like, craziest finishes of all time in playoff history? And then he's like, you know what? Actually, never mind. <laughs> like, Cooper Cup. Also, okay, also, why are you not, like, double-teaming Cooper Cup? I mean, the Bucks secondary has been a big problem for them all season. Outside of, I think, Antoine Winfield. I get that, but look at what people are doing like to the Chiefs. The Chiefs have had to change almost their offensive game because like, they just put two safeties clear the heck back there because they're not gonna, they don't want to get bombed by Tyreek. I mean, that's, and, the, and the Chiefs were managed. I mean, I guess that doesn't matter because Tyreek can catch a like 10-yard slant and run to the freaking end zone, but that's fine. <laughs> but like, you literally like have seconds left. You let this guy go over the top? Not even, like, make a play. It was literally just over the top. I mean, at the end of the day, they did. They, they tried to blitz him on that. That's the big problem. I guess that's true. I don't high think, risk, I high don't, reward. High risk, high reward, but I just... But still, why blitz there? You ask them, They, I figured they're probably going to say something along the lines of, you know, we thought we could get to him before he releases the ball to at least cause an incomplete. I guess that's kind of disrespectful to Stafford because Stafford has never been a bad quarterback ever. He's just he's, he's had a, terrible situations. Yeah, yeah. Outside of Calvin Johnson, he's had pretty rough situations. But still, that's almost like saying like let's give Tom Brady or let's give Tom Brady the ball back when you have two minutes left and we're down by three points, like like last year against in that championship game. Like I don't. You just play deep, and like even if they catch it, they didn't have any timeouts. They had to clock it. So even if they like get maybe 10, 15 yards short, what they do, at least it makes it a harder field goal. Like I, 
I don't know. I just think the defense totally blew that. Like the like Tom Brady almost did it again. <laughs> like he was almost another crazy finish. But. I mean, at the end of the day, the first half is what doomed the Bucks. They couldn't stop anything in the first half except yeah. for that touchdown at the very end. But even then, that still wasn't enough. Their defense screwed up. Their offense was rough in the first half as well. And they just couldn't do enough in this. I mean, when you go down 27-3, to 3, I understand it's Tom Brady. But when you go down 27-3. to 3, dude. The memes that would have come out of that if, if they won that game. Well, the Rams don't have, <laughs> they, the Rams don't have to worry about that because they <laughs> that ended up. So they took the kill shot. They did. Well, they did because the Bucks just like. I don't know. I honestly feel like if the Bucks just play too deep, too deep on that, they, I don't know. That was kind of rough. That was kind of a rough game, but it was a crazy, exciting game. I'm, I was not game. disappointed, not at all, with these games. And now for the game of the weekend, dude. This might have been the game of like the century, honestly. It's one heck of a game. Like I'm having a hard time thinking we're gonna even get a better game. This like the rest of this postseason. Like even if it was. Brady and Rodgers, or if it was Rodgers and Mahomes, I don't know that we'd get as an exciting of a game in the Super Bowl as we did just like last weekend with the uh, Bills and the Chiefs. First of all, my heart goes out to all Bills fans out there. Dude, Dude, Josh Allen on that sideline. I understand. Just wanting that ball back. Here's the thing. I understand. Well, let's start with this. I understand that it's Patrick Mahomes on the other side. And Mm -hmm. yes, they had all three timeouts, but they had 13 seconds. Yeah, no, but then they you played to, way too. I don't know, dude. I mean, it's kind of hard because it was kind of a shootout, so both defenses were on the field. Like, I don't know, maybe fatigue got to them. I don't know. That's the only thing I can kind of think of. And they but just got lucky to happen to not have the de- uh, Chiefs got lucky to not have their defense be on the last. Job that of the was game. also the number one rated defense for the entire regular season. No, that's true. But that's what I'm saying. That's what the only thing I can think of that explains it is maybe fatigue because, holy crap, that game went so crazy that last, like, two quarters. Little, no, I mean two quarters. Last, last like, what, four minutes? was insane. It, it just it, – it turned into mayhem, to be honest. Oh, man. But, dude, but Patrick Mahomes, you have to give him just as much credit, though. I mean, if they didn't have – if they had overtime rules like college, that would have probably – six overtimes <laughs> and i would have been okay with i know that. i i know i would have been just fine with that dude that was so crazy and uh, i don't know i kind of would like to see those rules change a little bit like to college rules it's just more exciting but i know a lot of the players would fight that just for health reasons and true but here's the other thing to consider you know what's interesting remember i think it was oh man how long ago was that four years ago now when the chiefs and the patriots played and it was that one offsides call that essentially gave Brady the ball back. After it was intercepted, he would end up driving the tie, and then the Chiefs would lose in overtime. But that that been... offseason, the Chiefs lobbied to get the overtime was rules that the changed. championship or divisional round? That was a championship. That was a championship because it's been four years straight that the Chiefs have hosted the, the championship. So if not for that call, Patrick Mahomes would have been to how many Super Bowls now? Well, he's been a two so far, so that would have been his third. That, that technically would have been his first, and he would have been a three in total. But the At Chiefs age, actually did holy. lobby to get the overtime rules changed that offseason. All other 29, or all I think it was like all other 39 organizations voted against it. Against the change? Against changing the overtime rules, because the Chiefs were like, they never got the ball in overtime. 
Yeah. Including the Bills. Fast forward to now. Guess what? Now the Bills didn't Chiefs get the got, ball. Uh, the got his, uh... He got his revenge against a different team, but he took full advantage of the rule. Yeah. Get the touchdown, game over. But honestly, it is a business, the NFL. And you would think they'd almost go for that change, especially for games like this. You know how much more ratings and how much better like rapport they would get for that? I don't know. Like, But still, anyways, that game is so freaking insane. Like... I I like it, but I also don't like it because of the reasoning that might have been the most exciting game this playoffs. It was one heck of a game, and we could potentially be looking at a rematch in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you remember a couple of years back that Monday night football game against the Chiefs and the Rams that was like 54-51 final <sighs> score. Both teams are still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. The only difference really this time around would be instead of Jared Goff, we have Matt Stafford. Mm-hmm. That'd be crazy. I do think that I do think uh, I don't know. It's just weird not seeing Brady or Rodgers in these last two games. But let's transition over to that. The first game Sunday, one o'clock, Cincinnati at Kansas City. This game I think is going to be is severely underrated right now. Well, I think we got a nice preview in the regular season when the mm-hmm. the Bengals did pull off the upset. However. How can you bet against Patrick Mahomes right now? The only reason why I could bet not, or the only reason why I'm thinking that the Chiefs probably have more of an edge, but you know, just for, especially like in these circumstances, is because of the game they just had. Well, that not to crazy mention crazy momentum that they've got right now. Now, not to mention their overall experience. Oh yeah, no, for sure. The, Cincinnati's experience will definitely is it be a disadvantage for them, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, you got Andy Reid coached in multiple Super Bowls. You've got Pat Mahomes, who's already won one. You've got, I mean, basically the entire Chiefs roster has playoff Super Bowl experience, whereas the Bengals, you know, roster, very young, very talented, mm-hmm. but they just don't have a lot. But what they do have going for them is that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase connection, which has been absolutely on a tear again this playoff again. Oh yeah, and Joe Mixon out there making plays, dude. They've got they've got the weapons to do it. They got the weapons to do it, but. Will their offense be able to keep up with Patrick Mahomes' um, offense? I think it's going to come down to defenses in this game, honestly. Because I think this might be kind of a hot take here, but I think Cincinnati could do a shootout with the Chiefs. Like, they could score. It could be maybe not as crazy as what just happened. But with those weapons, if Joe Burrow is at least protected, I think they could easily have the same type of shootout game. Who's going to protect them? The police? Because he I, clearly doesn't have an offensive but line. But that's what I'm saying. Like, do you really think Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd can't go crazy against that Chiefs defense, who has been very questionable at times? Yes, but their pass rush was phenomenal, and it's gotten a lot better. Melvin Ingram has revitalized no, them. No, no, and I mean, that, and that's what I'm saying. If he could just be protected, he, first of all, if he was protected, he wouldn't have gotten hurt. Last year. True. If he was protected, he also wouldn't have gotten sacked nine times last week against the Titans. I mean, granted, it was the Titans, but they still won, even though he was sacked nine times. But yet again, like I I just said, it was the Titans. They're not not even half as good as the I have to go with the Chiefs because here's the thing. Yes, I do think that the the Bengals could go toe-for-toe, but after the beating Joe Burrow took last week, I think that's going to play a part in this game. It could. I think they're going to wear out. Just due to the amount of wear and tear. Here's here's the thing. 
I think Cincinnati has a better run game. And I think almost will, anyone has a better run game than the Chiefs right now. Um, for some reason, though, in the playoffs, the Chiefs seem to have a good run game. Their best runner was Patrick Mahomes last time. No, I know. I'm just saying in past years, like Damian Williams went off. Clyde Edwards-Elair went off in the playoffs. Like, it's like it's kind of like different teams just play differently in the playoffs. But I think Cincinnati does have a really good run game. And if they play to that strength, they can control the clock. And that's how they won their game last time. It's true. That's the only way. I I mean, that's, I'm going to roll with this, the Bengals on this one. I know that's probably a... The Bengals. I'm going to roll with them this I week. will say this. I want them to win. I really and truly do. As a Denver Broncos fan, it would warm my soul to see the Chiefs lose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's but true. But my team has also lost 14 straight against this team. Patrick Mahomes is on a tear since he became a starter. And overall, oh, yeah. I think Andy Reid's coaching experience is just going to be a huge part of this. I'm, st- I'm sticking with the Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs 31 to 21 on this one. I think it could be I think it could be Cincinnati over the Chiefs 24-21 in this one. Interesting. Okay. I mean granted that's a very unpopular opinion, but they made it this far and they have already beat the Chiefs once. It's really not that crazy I think to think they could win this game. Granted I I I am a little bit biased on this as well, but I'm not trying to put that into any kind of context with it just cuz I really think they have the weapons to do it, and they did beat them before already. So it's not like it's like this is something that they've never done before. The only thing that's different is it's in the playoffs, which is a big difference. I was going to say that's it a is huge a big difference. it is a big difference, but they do have you know the win over them, like they know how to do it. They just have to stay cool under pressure, which I don't know. That's kind of Joe Burrow's name right now is Cool Joe. So I don't know. Cool. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I'm going to look pretty good if they, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm going to look pretty good if they win this game. So. That's what I'm just going to roll with. And everyone's going to say, you were wrong. I'm like, nope. All right, let's switch over to the NFC here. Rams hosting the 49ers. The 49ers, obviously no one expected them to be here. No one expected them to make it. Well, let me rephrase that. Most people didn't expect them to make it out of Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, more fair. I don't think it was too shocking. They made it the playoffs. Really shocking I, I, I'm going to be honest. I think most of America was probably rooting for the Niners against the Cowboys, too. So, I mean, that probably wasn't too big of a deal. The Packers game, though, no one, most people didn't expect them to get out. No, I don't. I, I mean, most people were predicting the Packers to go to the Super Bowl and maybe even win the whole thing. That was not a very, you know, that was not like a common thing people were thinking was the, you know, Packers were going to lose. Holy crap, that's just one of the craziest things that's happened this weekend. But I, <sighs> San Francisco. I can I can see how people are like, oh man, they shouldn't be here. That's like maybe first round playoffs, but when if you can make it to the conference championship, I think it's anybody's game at this point. I, I will say this: the one thing the Niners have going for them outside of their defense, SoFi Stadium is not that far from San Francisco. No, if you remember that Week 17 game or Week 18 game, sorry, that Week 18 game, half that stadium was Niner fans, mm-hmm. and that's being conservative. No, yeah, because I was just I was actually. I was actually thinking that there's not really that much of an advantage for home wise. Like, it's not like there's really a home field advantage for either team, honestly. And San Francisco fans, I think, are extremely hyped right now. But also, Detroit fans are becoming Rams fans because of Stafford. So I really think the home field advantage does not really come into play here. So that is huge. I mean, I'm I'm also running. I'm I'm rolling with the Niners on this one. I gotta roll with the Rams, and let me tell you why. I 
I will say this. Jimmy G obviously has more playoff experience. I mean, he's played in the Super Bowl for crying out loud. Yeah. But I still I, – I'm going to take Stafford over Jimmy G because here's the difference between the Packers and the Rams. The Packers are so reliant on Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. As soon as they became essentially obsolete in the game, that's when the offense was stalling for the Packers. The Rams have more options between Odell Beckham Jr., Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup. You still have Cam Akers in the backfield. Not to mention, I mean, you still have Sonny Michel, who obviously is not, a, I mean, he's a pretty good backup running back as well. Mm-hmm. And that offensive line is solid as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. But also, you look at the defensive line with Joey Boza there. Uh, Nick Boza. Uh, Nick Boza. Yeah, that's right. Here's here's my thing. The Rams offense, you take out Cooper Cup, it's fair game. Odell is still great. Van Jefferson has proven, you know, that he is a starter. You know, Robert Woods went down, and then Van Jefferson kind of took his spot. But San Francisco has great offensive weapon. I think they're more balanced right now. Like, they have just a little bit better. I think the Rams have a better defense, but San Francisco's defense is good enough. And I think the uh, San Francisco's offense can outplay uh, the Rams' offense. Just because the Rams, their offense... Dude, I mean, they literally like almost gave up a huge lead last week. True, but you got to cons- Here's the way I see it. I think that if the Niners are going to pull this one off, they have to win similar to how they just won in Green Bay. They got to run the ball, but more importantly, their defense and their special teams have to come up with at least one turnover. Well, to put the Niners either in scoring position or to get a score for them. Here's the other thing. You don't necessarily... I mean, Matt Stafford, there's no doubt he's better than Jimmy G. I don't think that's really a debate in any conversation. But do you really need Jimmy G? You got George Kittle, where you just kind of do a dump-off pass and he'll get you 30 yards. You got Debo Samuel, who can run the ball, or you can just kind of same thing, 10-yard slant check down. You know, you got Elijah Mitchell, who can run you into the ground. Even with that line, he can still run the ball. He's gone up against him. He's done things... You know, he's done it before, like... I don't know. I think the I'm just San Francisco. I think they have every right to be where they are, and I honestly see them going to the Super Bowl against the Chiefs, possibly. But Cincinnati, if they, that would be kind of a crazy game. Cincinnati against San Francisco, that would be I think a crazy one that no one expects, and I really like that. So that's kind of what I'm going for here. I'm thinking a Rams Chiefs Super Bowl is going to happen, and I I honestly. I think the Rams' defense is good enough to shut down what running attack the Niners are going to have. Because here's the thing. Like you said, not a lot of people are scared of Jimmy G. They're going to be a lot more reliant on the running game. That's true. I think the Rams are going to force Jimmy G to become the reason the Niners have to win this game. They're going to force him to throw it, and he's not going to be up to the task. I'm taking Rams 31-17. I think only thing is San Francisco also has Kyle Shanahan. They're not going to be running like – they're going to have some trick plays, I think, that come in here. And Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs, he either is going to do super good or he's going to freaking choke. And if he doesn't choke, man, San Francisco has the talent. Just as, like I said, Cincinnati does, they have the talent to beat – I think the, I think honestly it would be more shocking if Cincinnati beats Kansas City than if San Francisco beats the Rams. I honestly think that would be more of a shock for Cincinnati to win than San Francisco. I agree, but I still think the Rams. Yeah, I'm sticking with the Rams on this one. It'll be a I tough just, game. I'm not saying like the I'm not saying France, San Francisco is going to come in and just 
pummel them into the ground. I think it's mm. going to be a very tough game because that Rams defense is no joke. Like Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald alone, just those two are crazy. Exactly. So you throw in someone like Von Miller, you throw in a Leonard Floyd, mm-hmm. you throw in you know solid pieces on defense there. That defensive line is what's going to have to be so important in shutting down the run for the if Niners. They shut if they down, can... yeah, if they if they shut down Elijah Mitchell, then I think that's how they're going to win this game because. Debo Samuel's great, but if you can get to um, Jimmy G, like he he should have won the freaking Super Bowl against the Chiefs, but he missed a couple throws. But they also quit running, and they quit running the ball. But that's but that's what I'm saying. They still could have won if even though they quit running, but Jimmy G just couldn't make the throws. So I don't know. Maybe this will be kind of like a duel. I mean, I don't think it's a smart idea, but I could see them like putting in Trey Lance and Jimmy G, kind of swapping them out, like. For a few plays every now and then to get him maybe a, another runner in there to kind of throw him off. That wouldn't be the worst idea. And it's Kyle Shanahan, so I mean. What's your score prediction for Rams-Niners? I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring one. I think it's maybe like maybe like 21-17. 21-17. I'd like to see a shootout in one of these games, but I think defense is going to come into play for both if, of these. If there's going to be a shootout in one or the other, it's going to be Bengals or Chiefs, I think. Yeah. Just because I think More both likely. of them have average defenses at best, and but the offenses are both potent. Man, I'm just thinking about San Francisco right now. If they had a great quarterback, like Aaron Rodgers is like from San Francisco. Imagine he leaves Green Bay and goes to San Francisco. That would break my Dude, heart. A good team, a good quarterback at San Francisco would be lethal. Oh my gosh, with Debo Samuel right there, who's like Debo, George Kittle, George, George Kittle, and Elijah Mitchell's good in the past game too. Like, I, they get Raheem Mostert back, and they've got Brian Ayuk or Brandon, Brandon Ayuk, Brian, Brandon Ayuk. <sighs> I mean, dude, I just think we're in for some really good games this weekend for sure. So, but no, I think it's going to be Cincinnati and San Francisco. I know it's not very uh that's probably a hot take right there, but you know what? I'm gonna stick with it. If I if I have to eat my words, I'll do it. I'll feed them to you, spoon feed them but to I, you. But I honestly I honestly don't think those are like crazy. I don't I really don't think those are like that out of there. They're, I mean, but all these teams are here for a reason. They're all there because they prove they can be there. So I mean I mean all it takes is one or two mistakes from either team to turn a whole game over. So I don't know. That's 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 why I'm going with the teams I'm going with because I think those teams are good enough to cause mistakes. So, we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. Let's talk about some big news that came out today on the NFL. Sean Payton, the now ex-head coach of the New Orleans Saints, has informed the Saints organization that he is stepping down as head coach. That's kind of crazy. I mean, it makes me wonder if that was if there was stuff going on before. And maybe I mean, granted, they didn't have a quarterback, but Sean Payton is a great coach. So it makes me wonder if that really affected their season too. Honestly, like again, they didn't have a great quarterback ever. True, there are talks of them potentially going into a rebuild with no clear quarterback. With Michael Thomas having, you know, he's had some issues. <sighs> that that dude, yeah, that's a topic for another day. The one thing the Saints do have going for them is they still have a very solid defense. That's the only thing they have right now, honestly. Like, and like Alvin you're not Kamara. rolling with any of their receivers. And I guess Kamara, you know, you can roll with him. But, like, Kamara can't – it's like Christian McCaffrey. Like, like, they're so good, but they can't really affect a team's win. 
And point. they also have, he's had some trouble this last season staying healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're kind of the only person that can do anything, you're going to go through a lot more. Your body's going to be put through way more than like another average person that's used. So do we think Sean Payton takes another head coaching job? Or there are potential rumors that Fox is actually trying to target him to replace Troy Aikman in the booth with Joe Buck. I would rather him replace Troy Aikman. That's my personal opinion. But I think he... I mean, that's really hard to just kind of walk away from that. Because you're great. Like, you're, you're in conversation of, you know, one of the greatest coaches. You know, like, Sean Payton is a great coach. Like, not the greatest, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, like, among the greatest, like, I would say maybe Mount Rushmore of, like, coaches. He's definitely up there. And arguably the best head coach in Saints history, too. Oh, for Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. It's... I don't know, though. I mean, I would like to see him replace Troy Aikman just because sometimes he bothers me <laughs> commentating. But that's the only reason why. Like, honestly, if he goes to coach somewhere else, that's great. Like, I don't, you know. But I think, I don't know. If you're choosing to step away from coaching, though, right now, and he did choose his words very carefully, stepping away. Like, he's not totally retired, right? But I think that's also maybe why he did say stepping away because he's not stepping away from football He's just stepping away from coaching, so that actually tells me that I think he's going to go and probably do some commentating. That'd be super fun for him. Here's a couple hot takes for you. I think the Saints do go into a rebuild. If they do go into this rebuild, Michael Thomas gets traded. (laughs) Michael Thomas, I could see him being traded to Green Bay to replace Devontae if Devontae Adams gets traded or if he just, if he ends up not getting Just tagged. not wanting to go back to Green Bay. No. Because exactly. I can see that if Aaron Rodgers... I think, I think depending on what Aaron Rodgers does is what's going to be affected what uh, Devontae does. However, if he doesn't get traded... If, let's say, Devontae Adams stays in Green Bay, mm-hmm. then... The, I mean, Green Bay's got a horrible cap situation right now. I could see Michael Thomas going to... The New York Jets, potentially. Young quarterback with a cannon of an arm who needs a reliable number one. He's got, you know, he's got a slot receiver in Braxton Berrios. And he's working with Jamison Crowder. He's working with Corey Davis and a couple other guys out there. But a Michael Thomas-esque player, a go-to receiver he can go to every, you know, when start things start breaking down. I can see him going to the Jets. And the Jets have the cat space and, you know, picks to do it. Thing is, the Jets don't necessarily need a receiver right now, because I believe it was Corey. It wasn't Corey Davis? Uh, who was their rookie receiver that they had this year? Because he, I can't I'm look that up. Really I know quick. they had one two years ago in Denzel Mims. No, they had a rookie. I had him on my team this year, and he did. Like, oh, matter, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. No matter what quarterback they threw at that dude, he still put up numbers. Like over 100 yards in multiple weeks, no matter who the quarterback was. They need a line. That poor that poor quarterback, dude, cannot catch a break. It's true. That nine sacks Joe Burrow took, that was Zach Wilson every single week. That's fair. I will say this, though. The Jets do have two first-round picks this year. I think he used those two round picks. You I can you, you use, use one of them on an O line. They have the third overall pick. They can use it on one of the top players. You know, maybe maybe an Evan Neal from Alabama. Uh-huh. But they also have. I think it's a tenth overall pick they have as well. That could be enticing in a Michael Thomas esque trade. Yeah, I think if he gets traded, it's Green Bay or New York. If Devontae stays in Green Bay, he stay he goes to New New York as a Jet. And see, that's another problem though. New York doesn't necessarily need a receiver. 
They need a quarterback. Are you telling me that? I, I said the Jets. Tony, Sorry, I'm talking dude. about the Jets, not the Giants. Oh, I thought you. I thought you no, were saying, I'm still talking about the Jets. Okay, I thought you were saying like Giants and then and Jets too. Like, the Giants need a lot of help. The Giants need a quarterback. They need a line. They have a running back, kind of. You know, I think Saquon's one of those guys. His name proceeds more than anything because he just been, said, he's been so injured. That's why I said kind of because like even when he's healthy, it's not like you've really had a lot of explosive plays. Exactly. Outside of his rookie year, he's been. I mean, and even part. his rookie year was a little overrated. It really kind of was. It was still great, but it wasn't like so many people chop it up to be one of the best things. It really wasn't. So, and that's another topic for another day. Yeah, that's a whole other day. <laughs> Holy crap. No, but um, anyways, got a little off topic there. What the freak? No, it's fine. We were just talking about the Saints rebuild and sending Michael yeah. Thomas somewhere else. I think Alvin Kamara potentially gets traded as well. That's interesting. I, think I don't know where it, he I, would go. I think an interesting location for that, for that man. Think, I, I want, no, I'm not going to say them because they don't really need them. But I think an interesting location for an Alvin Kamara as player. What if he goes to Chicago? They got a quarterback. They, you know, they have a good running back in David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. But giving Justin Fields, Alvin Kamara out of the backfield as a receiving threat as well. Because let's be honest, Allen Robinson disappointed this year. Darnell Mooney obviously picked up a huge p- piece of the slack. Darnell Mooney was pretty good. But I think Alan Kamara out of the backfield would be huge for Justin Fields. Not no. only as a runner, giving him a running game. So, you know, he's also one of those quarterbacks who was running for his life the whole year. It's true. That's true. They just need a different coach. Holy crap, Matt Nagy. How is he still hired there? How is he? He's he fired, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did he? I mean, how did he even get there? Like, how did he get hired there? Like, well, he was the Chiefs' offensive coordinator for Alex Smith, made him look really good. And to be fair, he did win the NFC North. He did win it once. He also did win Head Coach of the Year. Yeah, but like, how? Then what freaking happened? How do you decline so fast? A lot of stuff happened. Like, holy crap! It it all started with. His inability to ve- to develop Mitchell Trubisky. If you if you read the stuff that was coming <sighs> Trubisky, out about it, bro. to be fair, I think Trubisky with a better mentor would have been a much better quarterback. Because you think about it, no, that's no, that's fair. I'm just saying they should have never even had Trubisky. Deshaun Look, Watson was in that same. Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes Patrick were both Mahomes. in that draft, and that's why that GM is no longer the GM of that team as well. Oh my gosh, dude! That was that's gonna be one of the bears, biggest regrets ever. Not to mention they traded up to get him too. I, I know, dude. What the? Oh my gosh, you! The fact that you could have gotten Mahomes or Deshaun Watson. That's that that's gotta kill them every day. Every day they they're like, I mean, Trubisky's what in Buffalo now? I yeah, I think he was the backup to Josh, to Josh Allen. Yeah, and we know he's never gonna play. Unless Josh Allen gets hurt, which don't say that, that will be the don't say that. It's dude, I'm just saying, I've seen crazier things happen. But Josh Allen is his playmaking is very <laughs> his playmaking is super smart. So I wouldn't expect him to get hurt like some of these other people because when he runs, he slides too. Yeah. He doesn't really take too many hits as opposed to you know like Lamar Jackson or something. But. <sighs> Anyways, oh, and to- dude, we gotta talk about Antonio Brown for a second. Oh man, 
Do you think he plays for another team? No. I, I don't think... I think any team in their right okay, mind knows well, no, he's no, no, too... No, no, no. Okay. Think about... It. No, no, no. Not, take your personal like thought out of it. Do you think he plays for another team? Like, logically, logistically, do you think a team like the Ravens, who they what they need desperately is a receiver, what if they can take him? Do you think he plays again? No. Like, I don't think he deserves it, but no. do you think he's going to play? He's too much of a headache. He's... Let me give you... An example of another guy who was still clearly able to play in the NFL. He was offered a contract by a team, turned it down, and then, you know, he caused too much problems and no other team wanted to pick him up. Colin Kaepernick. You know, before everything else, you know, he was offered a contract by the Denver Broncos. He turned it down. And then he started making a big scene, got, you know, got benched as a starter in San Francisco. I understand the issues are totally different. Antonio Brown's, um, you know, his is more about, you know, mental health. Yeah, hope like honestly, I don't want to say hopefully, but hopefully because if it's mental health, then you can kind of like erase any bad thing you say about Antonio Brown because that means he mentally cannot think properly. But at the same time, I just—he's a huge headache. Um, yeah, I—I I, I mean, I don't want to say he doesn't want to get better because I—I I think that's terrible to say. But at the same time, I don't not- even think he thinks he has a mental problem. Because if he, because that's not confirmed. Because a lot of people say it was that hit from Vontez Perfect, and I, I personally think that's what it was. But you know that that's not confirmed. That's not. And, but the thing is, if it is confirmed, then you honestly really can't say anything bad about his decision making. Because when you have a literal mental problem, you you can't think logistically. Like you just can't think logically. You can't think like straight. Like you know, so his decision making was. It's honestly not almost entirely his fault. Like. It is to a degree, but when you have a mental illness, you can't control some of that. It's true. So it's almost like you kind of hope that because you hope somebody's not as stupid as he is. Ben recently, like, as much as I don't want him to play, and as much as I don't want him to go to the Ravens <laughs> because I love the Ravens, I really think he does get signed somewhere just because teams are that desperate. Teams are desperate, but look at look at him over the past couple of years. Forced his way out of Pittsburgh, nearly got traded to the Bills, decided that he didn't want to go to the Bills, stopped that trade. Forced to trade over to the Raiders, never even played a single game for them. No, and yeah, no, I know, I totally agree with everything you're saying. He is a headache, he's toxic, and I don't like him. But just thinking from like a outsider perspective and looking at just pure football-wise and talent-wise, because... Antonio Brown still looks like Antonio Brown when he's not making a scene. Here's the thing. I think if a team looks at him and wants to give him real consideration, they need to, at the very least, get him evaluated mentally. No, for, for real. But, I mean, it's kind of hard because some of the things that he did walk away from was like John Gruden, and we know he's also kind of a problem. Uh, the only thing that I honestly kind of have a problem with him right now is how he treated Tom Brady. Like, Tom Brady literally took him into his home. Into his home. Like, after everything he did. And he still took him in and was like, dude, let's just play football. Let's get this done. Let's just be grown-ups, basically, is what he said. And just put all his faith in him. And he got him his money last year. He made sure he got his incentive. He did the same thing with Gronkowski. And I'm sure he would have done the same thing with Antonio Brown. But, like... As much as I think he's a toxic player and he cannot be trusted, I still think he gets signed by somebody. I don't think so. I don't think he gets signed again. I mean, I would not be sad at that. But I just can't because he's still – because if you look at his play, 
he's still good. He's still a he's great someone top-notch that would, receiver. If he didn't have all this craziness to him, the I would want him to go to the Ravens because he would be such a huge help. But, like, I can't uh, – I just can't want that right now because if he gets evaluated and he has some problems that he can maybe treat and gets better, that's that's also a whole other story. But, like, I don't think they'll do it because he also has to consent to something like that. Which also is kind of like, oh, well, dude, like, come on. Yeah. Which also, if that is maybe the decision that holds him from playing, maybe he'd do it. I don't know. I'm pretty confident he won't get signed again. In fact, I'm going to say Colin Kaepernick gets a contract before him. Uh, Colin Kaepernick tried to sue the NFL. He's exactly. Not gonna, he's not going to play again. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't sue the NFL and then be pissed you don't have a job there. <laughs> what can I say? Like, literally, he did that and then was like, nobody's going to freaking hire me. I'm. <sighs> Anyways, let's not get off topic yeah. with him. But <sighs> Anyways, but no, I'm excited for this weekend again, dude. I'm excited, but I'm also kind of sad because that means football's ending, and I really love football. But then that just means we'll have more basketball to talk about. And let me tell you what, that playoff race is heating up, and that trade deadline is getting close. But that's for next time, folks. Hey, we appreciate having you guys along the ride. Um, Once again, love having you guys here. Please feel free to give us any feedback that you may have. Love to talk about any suggestions you guys want us to talk about as well. Feel free to let us know. Shoot us a comment. Shoot us a DM. We're more than happy to talk about it. Yep. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace.